0: For me, it's about deeply listening to what do people actually need rather than assuming what they want. Welcome to The Feeling When podcast, where we cut the BS and open up about the highs and lows of navigating your career. Each week, we'll be looking at what's inspired us, what we've learned, and what's made us laugh, smile, or cringe. I'm Poonam, the founder of Yes Mate, and I'm here to help you reframe your mindset, love your whole self, and develop self-awareness. And I'm Steph Sword-Williams.
1: I am the founder and author of Foot Being Humble and I help people be unapologetically proud of
2: their achievements and get over the fear of self-promotion. And I'm Daisy Morris. I'm the founder of The Selfhood and I'm on a mission to make social media feel more human and fun
0: again. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting about how to get creative and generate ideas. Who wants to kick off the chats?
2: I'll kick it
0: off. Um, I was doing some research for a
2: project and I came across two really cool examples. Uh, One is from IKEA and I didn't know this before but IKEA have a whole section, um, an area of their business dedicated to collaboration so it's called the Co-Create Lab or Co-Create, IKEA Co-Create. And they basically work with their suppliers and their customers to develop products inside IKEA. And when I think about creativity, creativity to me is limitless. I think there's so much that surrounds creativity, like cooking a nice dinner is creative. Um, Going out on a walk and being inspired, that's all creativity. I think sometimes we think of creativity as painting an amazing picture when there's so much more to it than that but the reason that I really liked the IKEA co-create concept is because I definitely find creativity to be such a collaborative thing for me like I love talking about ideas and bouncing ideas around with other people and A lot of my work and a lot of like the workshops that I do or the content I create is inspired by what my community say to me and what they're struggling with and I think something I struggled with initially and I've had times when I've been in full-time work where I've struggled with it before is when you feel like you've got this idea but you don't necessarily have people to bounce that idea around with yeah I and feel that so much yeah. right. So hard when you go self-employed It particularly
1: really is If you're used to working in big teams Or with other people mm. It's a real you
2: miss it a lot you do and i often have moments of like i'm a genius and then i'm like (laughs) that no that was really no no one is
1: here to see me (laughs) yeah
2: or then like five minutes later i'm like oh my god like was i high that's the worst idea ever but it's really helpful to talk out those ideas so i think it's funny isn't it like when i come up with a new idea there's there's such a strange narrative around like don't tell people that you're doing something just show them and i actually think that's quite a damaging narrative because it's really good to talk out your ideas and it's really good to have those conversations and I really liked the idea of Ikea using their their audience and their customers and their suppliers to actually create together because I think the reason that's clever is not only are you getting feedback directly from the people that are going to buy into that but you know that it's an idea that's going to work like you've got confidence to launch that idea so I think the the inspiration on that for me was about really talking ideas out but also listening to what your audience or your community or your target customer has has their ideas and what they have to say and actually working with them to develop those concepts and it's definitely something that I want to start doing more of because I remember when I did the mind campaign I did an email um, and I asked my email audience what they did to switch off and then I created content out of it and I tagged everyone that responded and it was a really nice piece of content and people were just so grateful to be featured and to be heard so I think for me I want to definitely explore collaboration within creativity a lot more.
0: I love that and I love how you were saying about creativity being limitless because when I think of creativity again I think of openness and it doesn't just fall into work it can fall into to actually just being open to life and not, mm. not trying to, you know, yeah, create like barriers and, and, and try to limit that, but actually how can we explore, how can we play um, and how can we actually break the limits and the barriers that we put put in front of that before we even begin to explore the idea so as you're both um familiar of my process of working i love testing ideas um that's with my my research hat on so for me when i think of creativity i think of you know what are my non-negotiables for me to get into that mindset to get into that space of openness of exploring that idea and for me definitely um, I'm very tactile so it's about you know getting things written get getting them out on post-it notes using mood boards using words that inspire me how I want to feel actually how I want the community to feel and actually getting out everything so all different ideas that I've had getting them out in front of me and then trying to join the dots like I remember with Yes Mate when I was beginning you know the supper club was one idea but then i had loads of um pages in different journals on on different post it notes around like you know creating a space for community care what does that look like and at that time it was about having a physical space having a garden having um an area to eat um an area to just be and all these kind of things so for me it's about keeping track of those ideas but also actually sharing those ideas with people that I trust, like yourselves, because um, we, we speak a lot about our, our ideas and actually getting that feedback from one another, bouncing off of ideas and then going back to the draw, drawing board, but then also testing that i those ideas. Um, and for me, what I've recognized during this time is those non-negotiables are things like, as much as I love being around people and connecting with people, but actually having time In solitude and actually silence has been so powerful for me. So whether that's yeah, going for a walk and not having any music and switching my phone on aeroplane mode, or actually, you know, some ideas, it's ironic that they come up in my meditation, you know. So creating that space of silence is so important, like so unplugging, almost decluttering anything that I've learned that I've picked up on, and then allowing Whatever needs to kind of bubble up in that openness and then figuring out okay how do we move from this so that's yeah something that i've I've recognized is super important in my process of work as well as getting feedback um you know i love a good feedback and you know picking out what worked what didn't work and then figuring out how we move from that and you know what kind of spaces that we want to create and also you know i think anyone that's working with clients and with with community audiences whatever kind of name you want to give it is a lot of times we assume like this is what they need this is what you know this is what they want but for me it's about deeply listening to what do people actually need rather than assuming what they want so that's very very powerful as well for me is is yeah having that solitude and actually listening to the needs of the community
2: Mm. i love what you said about um being tactile with your approach as well because I learned recently that psychologically you're more likely to action something and bring it to life if you physically write it down with pen to paper but that being said Steph showed Poonam and I an amazing tool called Envision and it's a digital whiteboard and Steph had like beautifully mapped out her ideas and I've now started using it for my projects as well so if you if you do like to have things in front of you in one place Envision Um, is, yeah, something Steph shared with us and it's been a really valuable tool for me.
1: Yeah, it's really good. It's generally used for, like, building apps and wireframes, but it's basically a way to take your mind maps that you might write on paper and then have them digitally stored on a computer so you don't lose all the papers or you don't have to keep them. So I, I find that really useful. I actually, on the topic of paper, like, I really like to... In terms of when I'm looking for inspiration around creativity is just step away from the screen. And it's a really obvious thing to say, but I actually went on a day trip recently and we for once had time in the train station. It's so nice. Well, we'd sprinted across King's Cross, missed the train and I had a mask on and I was literally sweating, so much was awful. But we had time just to peruse the shop so i was like oh this is so nice and uh i got like courier magazine and i always love getting like courier wired monocle positive news is a really nice one i actually bought positive news it's a monthly subscription or a a quarterly subscription where it's just lots of positive stories about people's gardens or new apps or startups so it's just a really nice booklet and I actually got it for someone who I know that actually suffers really really bad depression so it's quite a nice gift just as a side note but I really like looking at resources like that because it just just take you away from your existing channels that you're looking at every minute of the day which is generally through our phone and we kind of know what's coming or what's expected and I, a piece of inspiration that I really enjoyed and it really helped me to re-look at things or just rethink about things was I read an article about a guy in Courier Magazine. It's not sponsored by, by the way, but it was just a good copy where he was a photographer and he was deciding to monetize a newsletter at $10 a month and he was aiming to get a thousand people on there, e.g. making $10,000 a month. And you know, and you're just like, yeah, And us three, we all do a newsletter. And how boring and painful is it? So long. Such Such hard work. And you, at the end of it, like, is it even worth it? But if you were going to make 10K a month on it, it's not bad, actually. And it just i find reading those types of magazines where you're you're not just looking at in my case professional development instagram accounts or like female-led businesses you're looking at what the rest of the world is doing what what all the creatives all over are doing um and i just remember reading that and being like oh that's such a clever point and i think so it's so easy just to be stuck in like an echo chamber of the same content of looking at your competitors or looking at what your mates are doing and sometimes i actually went to a workshop once around like storytelling and coming up with cre- creative ideas and they talked about creating like a quadrant where you basically put like four like say a brand and then like four random words in it so mcdonald's old people a beach and a knife and fork or something like really random. you're like putting it all together and then it's like how can you piece together a story based on that and it all just taking two elements and pairing them together and the more opposite they are the more original the idea comes I love out that. that's such it's a good idea really simple thing or like it's like Cadbury's chocolate the war um a helicopter and I don't know a dog like I don't know what it is but you're basically just pushing yourself to not just focus on the same things you're always doing yeah. and one minute briefs is really good for that I don't know if we've already talked about this before in the show but one minute briefs is a twitter account where you can just get one minute brief, so basically, the idea is it's like come up with a new advert for Argos. They did one the other day, and it somebody did like a fan with cucumbers in the middle, and it was like cool as this, and it was really cute, but you only meant to spend one minute on it, and that's the beauty of it because you're meant to do a design upload upload it to Twitter, and then one minute brief picks a winner but just making yourself do something in one minute. And I actually went to yeah. one of their events and they were like, come up with an idea for Wonderbra in one minute. And everybody in the audience had to do it, myself included. And I had like um, a really big pair of boobs of like an army of men holding them at, at the bottom to make it look like she had huge boobs. And that was like the impact of the Wonderbra. It, was, it wasn't that great, but I was like, I would never have just come up with an idea for Wonderbra. So I think lots of things I've just said, but definitely, try and get away from your expected resources try the quadrant exercise where you put your brand or your business or what you do in one corner and then lots of random words around it and see if that helps and also just one minute briefs what could you do in one minute in relation to your work your ideas what what could you try out that helps you get better at coming up with ideas quicker because i think that's actually something we spend the procrastinating perfectionist in us yeah, will be like, it's well. not ready. Yeah. It's not ready, I need to go. I, I can't share anything yet. And like we've, you've all said, sharing, collaborating, all of those things are super important. But I also think like getting comfortable with not churning ideas out, but just coming up with different ideas so that you're not getting too fixated on just one, I think is really powerful.
0: Yeah, this reminds me actually of a workshop that I went to um, by my friend um, called Andre Anderson, who runs uh, Freedom and Balance, which is an art college, and he ran this incredible session where it was just um, a small group of people. But the way that he facilitated and held the session, it just blew my mind because he's he's a visionary and he's just such a ledge anyway. Um, but what he the way that he started the session was um, he asked somebody in the workshop to go and get a book, the first word that comes out, and then from that we use that as a stimulus for the whole workshop. And it was in for the session that I joined the word was perfection. And it was just incredible how he again used like very short sort of um, exercises to help us open up around that word, explore that word through um, creativity and and what that means. Um, So go check out his work because he's incredible. Um, But it also just shows the power of bringing people together who you don't know, opening up listening to people's stories and actually their personal relationship to that word. So often, as you were just saying, days is that we get quite... um, we get quite scared about sharing our our ideas with people, but actually, there's a lot of power in that vulnerability, and actually, a lot of inspiration that can come from just just hearing someone. So, one of the girls that was in the session, she read a bit of this poetry that she had written from that stimulus, and by the end of it, like people were in tears, like Aww. everyone had goosebumps. Wow, sounds amazing. So again, exactly that. Like you might never, you might not never have access to these kind of conversations or to these stories, but um, just putting yourself out there in these situations and soaking up all that good stuff.
2: What I also like about that is that when you share ideas with people that may not necessarily know you, the feedback that you get is non-biased, and it's like there's no attachments. Yeah, so that's often a good point. With when you are like your work, or your work is a big part of your identity. Like I know sometimes. When, and it's it's a really lovely thing, but when my friends give me feedback they'll they'll more say feedback about my personality rather than the work and it's mm. like when people don't actually know you or your background or like your creative inspiration it's really nice to get those fresh pair of eyes and we've spoken before on the show about networking but it may be you've both given some really really nice examples of events that you've been to in different workshops so if you do feel like you struggle to generate ideas then it might just be worth getting to some of these workshops there's also loads of online resources and events around like creativity and coming up with new ideas so Steph you've you've got a few workshops on on this kind of thing as well so Um, Yeah, it might just be worth getting to some of these events, getting to some of these workshops to get inspired. It's nice that's Nicer Tuesdays
1: is really good as well, where they have like four different people. It could be like an animator, UX designer, photography and art director. And they'll all be talking about one project. It's just fascinating to hear them talk through it in detail, talk through what they Mm. did, hear the process. And I think that's one of the things I definitely missed through the pandemic is just going to those events spontaneously and yeah. meeting those people in, in person. But I think the more, but those those events did carry on online. So I think we can, and even little things like, I really like going to like life drawing classes or stuff. Like sometimes that like you say, it's like not just creativity for the purpose of work, but in the ways of like, okay, how would I draw this naked man in front of me? And I'm, how do I want to express myself in this space and and how do I want to express this person and you know kind of take a look at what they're sharing with me and and also present my version of that back to them I think it just helps to get out of your head with it and just go do different things
0: and also talk to people from different age groups as well so I've recently been on my um training of mindfulness self-compassion and I think I'm the youngest person on the course and there's been some really heartwarming stories and real like raw vulnerability that's come from people that are like you know that have have gone through real tough times and you know have come from different walks of life and just actually connecting with people and and hearing stories and there was this um one guy who when he shared this I was like oh my god that is I'm 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 going to use that I'm going to share that and he was talking about practice and how you know we in our culture we hear that term so often like practice makes perfect practice makes perfection mm. and he was like practice is the practice So we were obviously talking about it in terms of of the practice that we're doing um, with with our meditations and and the self-compassion work. But it did really make me think about outside of that space. So, you know, bringing in the work and creativity like we do strive a lot for when we have an idea, it has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And we strive for this level of perfection. And it's like, imagine if we started looking at our ideas as just like, practice Mm. and just exploring what what it could be as well because if we never live never let our ideas have space and room to breathe then again it's like we're already limiting them by trying to make them perfect and
1: I have to say I'm gonna be really honest I'm really bad at that so in lockdown I was like I'm gonna paint some vases like everyone else did and then I did it and I was really bad at it and I was like this is why I don't do it like I get very frustrated if I can't if if how i want to be creative doesn't look the way i want it to be like my mates used to made me the pinterest fail because i'd look at an outfit and then totally balls it up or like i'd look at try and bake a cake and forgot forget to put like self-raising flour in it like i am not that i like i'm not very patient i think with my creative ideas i think i want to come up with an idea and go straight into it but it's definitely something I'm trying to work on particularly with learning to drive I'm learning to be a bit more patient but yeah yeah, with your own ideas it can be really frustrating when it's not just clicking and I think that's why it is important to step away from your surroundings and ask people everything we've talked about because when it feels like it's like you're the problem your, that creativity can start yeah. to feel more like frustration. Yeah,
0: I think when the, that resistance arises and things don't flow properly, that's a massive for me. That's a massive sign like P take a rest yeah and I've recognized when I don't rest I make the most stupid mistakes Mm. and then put myself 10 spaces back but again something yeah I'm learning as well is like actually it's fine to like have ideas at the beginning of the year and they're not going to come to fruition until till the end of the year so I've been working on something as you both know which yeah it's not going to happen yet it's going to happen towards the end of the year but it's about the long game as well and letting letting those things bloom and just flourish naturally. Like, we've all heard that saying that when you plant a seed, you don't keep digging it up every five seconds to see if it's got roots and shoots. I think I do.
1: (laughs) I I think I was that kid. But, yeah, no, it's so true. But I think it's because we live in that instantaneous life at the minute where it's like, oh, I must make a picture for Instagram and then put it online. And that, that crafting, like you said, the practice, the process, actually can get really easily overlooked and I think one of the things that I've learned is that when I was speaking to lots of different people who I interviewed when I was writing my book I spoke to Shannon Peter who was the beauty editor at Stylist magazine and she said something really powerful that I think would be really useful for anyone listening is when you come up with ideas don't go with the idea that you come up with in the first five minutes and I know I just briefly touched upon like one minute ideas and just churning out more ideas but it's because when we only go with the idea we came up with the first five minutes we've not really pushed ourselves to go further or to think bigger and I ran a course um, last year I think it was or beginning of this year and I literally had one of the slides that I put on there was if you got to have a tv show on Netflix what would it look like or if you got to run a course how what would you present if you had a podcast what would it If you had your own physical space, what would it look like? And the main reason I was doing that was to help people get out of their limitations of what they think is possible. Because like you've said, you can come up with an idea and not develop it for five years, but so many people just don't even consider those ideas because they think I'm not worthy enough I've not done it enough work to get get that opportunity it could never possibly happen so what's the point but I really believe it's not necessarily manifesting but I believe the more that you think about how big your ideas could be the more likely they will come to fruition because If somebody did meet you and go, we want you to write a Netflix show, you're ready. You're not, it's not something that you like, I couldn't possibly imagine me ever doing this. So I think a big learning has been to really not look at the limitations that I have and actually go, if I had all the budget and every, all the resources, all the time, all the opportunities, what would every idea look like? And get really excited about that because definitely through my journey, I've met some incredible people. I'm like, I didn't know you two years ago and I that now means I could do that idea with you. Or, And again, to your point, Daisy, I'm, I'm definitely starting to work with more people who are experts in ideas that I can't create without them. And that doesn't mean my ideas are any less or I'm any less needed or valued. It just means that in order for me to actually make those dreamlike ideas real, I have to bring in the right people to do that. So... I just think it's really important that you don't just sit there saying, I'm from this town with no money and I could just never do that. Like it, I think the more we can pre-think about those possibilities, if they ever happen or if the opportunity ever gets presented with us, we're not as freaked out by it. Mm,
2: definitely.
0: I think it's a, a mindset as well, Steph, like to, to to cultivate that because yeah, we can we can feel like like you said we can feel unworthy we can feel like a lack of confidence we can let you know essentially let the fear hold us back um but also on the flip side i just actually wanted to touch upon um you know creating for ourselves as opposed to creating for others so obviously within what we do within our own businesses we're we're always creating whether it's content workshops and talks and I had this question come up literally after um, having having some time off the gram and I was just thinking to myself, like, when was the last time that I actually explored my creativity for myself without creating for my audience, which, you know, I think I spoke about it on the last episode, is I had to just take some time out and do some painting, so actually... That process of creating without it being perfect and just actually just being playful and and just allowing yourself to explore without any judgment, that's so powerful. It's creating without expectation, isn't it? Creating without expectation. I recently was
2: like, I feel really, like, starved of creativity because so much of what I do is on my laptop. So I need to do something that's, like off my laptop so I just bought myself some decks and I was like I have I love no that. idea what I'm doing it's probably gonna be awful but I'm not doing that to become a famous DJ although peggy goo is like you would love to. Uh, oh my god yes low key i'm like trying to exit out of self into become someone
1: this. thought i was a dj the other day I, it was a complete miscommunication i was like you couldn't be looking at someone who is less of a dj i was like if a spotify playlist of uk garage hits is a dj then yes i am a certified dj otherwise you've got the wrong girl
2: no, I, you. I, however, I can see it. Yeah, I can see I can it happen. See you. Well, you know, you're gonna make, be spinning some. Watch this space. Part, know, that's you. all I'm gonna say. Follow me DJ on SoundCloud.
0: DJ Morris, <laughs> DJ Days on the decks. <laughs> DJ Mods are
2: coming through on the decks. <laughs> <legs>, uh, inside, inside. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I need something that's not like work related. That's not just something I've never tried before. But that is purely for me to enjoy. I also think something I'm learning is thinking time and what I mean by that is I always find before I go to sleep sorry Poonam's like raising the gum fingers right now um before I go to sleep I will my boyfriend gets so pissed off with me because I'll jump out of bed to write things on my phone he's like what have you thought of now so I've now put literally like every 10 seconds I'm like I've got it I'm gonna be a millionaire, and I've got like this new idea. But now I've kept a notepad next to my bed. I say you need a whiteboard, doesn't yeah. I've now got a notepad, so I don't keep having to lunge out of bed every five minutes. But the reason that is is because that is the only time in the day that we fully allow ourselves to switch off and think. Like the day is so distracting, isn't it? Like even when you're like on the tube you're still distracted by like a random dog or someone's nice cheese pad they're taking to a picnic like it's, there's so much going on so I think actually this sounds this sounds counterproductive but scheduling in thinking time and not just I know that sounds like quite forceful and if you're quite intuitive with your creativity but I really find that if I'm just sat in the park on my own or if I'm sat in my garden on my own I'll have so many ideas don't take your phone with you like Steph said it sounds really obvious and I work in social media, but I talk about this all the time because you will get so wrapped up and consumed in other people's thoughts and concepts and ideas if all you do is scroll. Um, But another thing that I've found to be really helpful, do you know what I realized? I've actually been doing this for years and I never realized what it was before, but using visualization. So I've actually visualized myself in situations. I've visualized ideas come to life. And if you really sit, it's it's, it's kind of like a meditation thing, but if you sit and really get really detailed about what that moment looks like or what that idea looks like, I've found that every time I've done that, I've brought that thing to life because then you low-key subconsciously navigate yourself towards that concept or towards that idea. So, uh, P, you said earlier about, self-belief being one of the the barriers, I've really found that if you can really see yourself, if you can really see yourself in that moment and that situation, it's incredible and it really, really helps. Sorry, do you know why that's so powerful? Go on, drop the gems. I'll
0: drop some gems for you. Um, Somebody actually asked us this in the um, workshop that Steph and myself did around visualisation. And the reason it is so powerful is like you just said, throughout the day, our mind is so chaotic, like our concentra- our level of concentration is literally like a goldfish. I think we can, mm-hmm. we can, t- we retain information, I think it's like four seconds, something ridiculous like that. So when our minds are going everywhere, obviously our emotions are going everywhere, we're feeling all the feels at numerous different points and actually we limit that space that we have within ourselves. And um, the reason that works and I'd recommend if you can get into a habit of doing that in the morning or at night time whatever kind of fits into your schedule is cuz the thing that you're you're actually doing is you are focusing on one particular thing so that visuali- visualization only works and is powerful when you can align your mind your emotions and your energy on one thing and when you can actually feel that so when you're when you put yourself into that state and you can actually visualize that you are there in that moment, confident, full of self-belief, on that stage, doing that talk. You can actually feel that those emotions in your body and you can feel yourself because everything is in, it's aligned, it's in one thing. So it's not like your mind is going somewhere else and your emotions are going somewhere else. And also you are there right now, or you are there in that moment, holding that energy and you're basically pushing that energy out into the universe for it to do whatever it needs so it's done do you know what i mean and some people are like oh positive positive affirmations or visualizations they don't work for me they don't work because you've got shit focus sorry that that sounds harsh but um i have really bad focus but but that's why if you can get into a habit it's really interesting yeah if you can get into a habit of of meditating is actually just putting your focus on one thing. That's why when people ask me, oh, you know, I'm a beginner at meditation, what should I focus on? Focus on an object, focus on a on a, on a flame. Because if you can just give your full attention to that object in that moment and your attention isn't going all over the houses, you're more likely to, to bring those ideas um, into life. And you'll mm-hmm. f- you, I bet, do you feel much more energetic after you've done that?
2: Oh yeah, massively. Like, this isn't really an idea thing, but, when I first started the hit, I was like, oh, I want to travel abroad. And I visualised myself abroad, literally with, like, the breakfast I was eating at the table. Three months later, I was there. I was sat in that visualisation because, exactly as you said, like, I focused so hard on that. And it became part of my subconscious. And everything I started working towards was that end goal. Um, and it's been so... I've been doing it since I was a kid, and I didn't actually realise it was a thing until... Um, people started talking about it but I found it
0: incredibly powerful and it's powerful because you're believing not just with your thoughts not just with your mind part of yourself but you're believing with your whole being exactly so when that's scattered and it's not aligned then you might see like trickles of it but you won't it won't have the full impact so the best advice, bit of advice I can give if anyone wants to to practice that is start with yeah, start with an object, but it's really about focusing your mind and actually how you're feeling, it. and you have to believe that. Mm. You can't be you no, know, it's no half glass full, half hearted bullshit. You believe that 150 percent, mate, yeah. and you, you go get that breakfast in body.
2: If if someone is listening to this and they're curious on how to start, there are so many. Guided visual meditations on YouTube. I did like a 30 day challenge one. And before I know it, I was eating my acai bowl in barley, being a proper basic bitch. But you know, it worked. You you
0: wanted it and you got it.
2: Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Right, guys, it's time for a little break We wanted to give a big, big shout out and thank you to Locke. So for those of you who don't know who they are, Locke basically combines the space of an apartment with the beaut design that you'd expect at a boutique hotel. It has great restaurants, gym space, and a cocktail bar. But the best part is that they have free co-working spaces, which I actually find is really difficult to find. So you will definitely find us there working away, hosting a meeting, or brainstorming our next podcast episode over a coffee. Or if you're a bit more more of a digi nomad which I'm definitely hoping to do more of next year I'm definitely keen to travel and work more you can hop from city to city or you know if you're working on a project for a few months and you want more space in a hotel the apartments range from studio size to up to two bedrooms so gone are the days of overpriced room service and sacrificing floor space for your suitcase you can actually cook up your own meal you can roll out a yoga mat if you're on that vibe store away all your clothes and still have room for more. Lock have locations across London, Manchester, Edinburgh, Ireland and Germany, so you have plenty to choose from. I've also heard that Berlin, one of my favourite cities ever, is on the way, as well as Lisbon and more. So we're absolutely buzzing to say that that feeling when listeners can save up to 25% on your stay with the promo code community at www.lockliving.com. We're definitely gonna be spending a lot of time there and we hope to see you there too. That's the ad break over. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get back to our chat. So what's my little all
0: uh, laugh, smile, bit of a cringe.
2: I actually the other day
1: was clearing my laptop which I never do enough, like my laptop is full of so much stuff and I was looking at old university files and on the idea of generating ideas I have been privy to creating some shockers to be honest, some really bad ideas and one of them was we did a semester on self-promotion which is probably why i'm so self-promo queen now but we had to do a personal cv they wanted us to design a visual cv but you smashed it Mm, interesting so i did a range of different layouts all awful the one i thought that was going to really get the best mark though was the one with my face blown up in this background oh my (laughs) gosh Our oh, course cool. so was like really quite design focused, and I blew up a picture of my head on my visual CV. And I literally remember getting the notes back, being like, This isn't what we were looking for, or just something really like, what on earth were you and it wasn't a great picture I don't know why I thought that that was going to be thought
0: that was a selling point that you? was
1: yeah well oh just but it was like there was like a fade on it there was like a texture oh, I and love then all, that. all the text was overlaid on my face like nothing was legible like where your
2: face it's like it's been illustrated yeah, yeah pretty much yeah exactly <laughs> nailed
1: it very like 2010 Photoshop very um it was 2010 paint. to be fair yeah paint oh god throwback In it, bring back paint Anyway, just made me smile, and I wanted to share it for this episode because I think you, particularly with generating ideas, creativity, somebody said to me, if you don't look back at your ideas and feel like they're a bit shit, then you've not grown that much. And I definitely Mm -hmm. have um, held on to that because I look back on a lot of my ideas and think, God, they're shit. (laughs) So I'm hoping I'm just constantly growing. But I do think it's like... I don't know, it's like when you're a kid and you look at, you're like, my mum still has some of my pictures. I'm like, mum, why, why did you hang that up on the wall? Because that is literally just a blob. And you know, like, there's, there's something in, like, just going, it's all right that they were bad, because at the time you thought they were good. Mm. And um, even though I don't think I'd ever put a photo of my face blown up on a piece of marketing gums again, it was, a day, it, sh- it showed me... Design growth is what I'll say on that one, but yeah, just like just to not hold on to those times where you've messed up with your ideas, I think is the sentiment of my laugh, laugh and cringe this week. To be honest, I think there's something quite
0: beautiful in that as well though oh, like
1: no you're so sweet no, no 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 but, no, no, but in, in
0: in the sense like when you like for instance when you look back at photo albums and well you know when you scroll through your camera roll or whatever it is it takes you back to a moment in time
1: yeah yeah no definitely
0: and there's something quite quite yeah. nostalgic yeah about that. I
1: love a yeah. bit of
2: that and it's nice that you can reflect on your growth as well and
1: <laughs> if i can't grow from that we've got a serious bloody problem <laughs> What
2: about
1: you,
0: P? I have got something really lovely to share. So, last week, um, was it last week? Yeah. I received some beautiful gifts from friends and from the community, which just blew my mind. So, my friend, so I think me everyone... days days look are
1: a bit awkward because we're like, yeah. nothing to do with
0: <laughs> so You're like, was it? it wasn't me. We didn't do anything. Um, <laughs>
1: Our presence is our gift. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I think you're... Your no gift... receipt. <laughs> <laughs> really so, didn't think you'd laugh at that one that much, but the, the I'll supo- take it. The support that I get in, the, in our WhatsApp group is, is a gift of its own, isn't it? And I, th- I, th- I think we need to speak a little bit more about our WhatsApp group because... It is That's where a lot of our shit ideas are. It, yeah,
2: <laughs> I got tagged in something earlier and someone had said, I now have a Friday wins before oh, Dins group that. with my friends, thanks to the webinar I watched. And there is something really powerful Quite in a Quite a few businesses, I mention
1: wins before Dins, they start having like weekly Friday sessions where the whole team's going to go and do it.
0: That's an idea of ours. We love a bit of wins before Dins, we don't do. we? So I got these two be- um butte gifts in the, in the in the post. So as everyone knows, or if you don't know, um that I do love aubergines. So one of my friends, she posted me this, and she's an incredible artist, incredible person. Anyway, and it was funny because I was getting the train en route coming down to to record a sesh, and I just quickly, I, I love opening post on a train. Don't know, don't ask me why, but it hits me deep. And um, she painted me an aubergine. And an incredible painting with a lovely note and then like some DMCs on the back. So that did bring me to some tears. That's nice.
2: I love that. And
0: then when I got this...
1: I can send you a picture of my face. Send (laughs) Send
0: it your 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 old CV. CV. I'll send you a (laughs) visual (laughs) CV if you want. I've got to make sure sure it comes in the morning post and I'm on the way to train. Mm -hmm. This, I was genuinely blown away because the amount of time it's taken somebody to do this and um also frame it as well so i got this so i remember i was saying about business cards i think maybe in one of the episodes so this is a cross stitch that i received of yes mate which has been done by hand and I'm framed not joking. i'm not
1: joking <gasps> oh my god it looks amazing oh ha- look we're going to have to
0: post a picture of this look at that the font is stunning so this is somebody i used to work with who um is an absolute ledge. Um, who is a fantastic copywriter who really helped me carve the tone and everything Love and her message was so beautiful it literally I did have tears in my eyes while I was making my old grey in the morning and I, was, I wish I could capture Steph's face right now I'm so I'm literally I just couldn't have the patience to create
1: that but that, that is, looks amazing that is some
0: serious patience so anyone who does any crafting um, I'll, I'll post it on the grid anyway um but yeah and she she just messaged me saying like you know how much i've helped her well-being and for her how her well for her to be well it's all around like creativity and like taking time out and i was like but mate you've just done a whole cross-stitch of 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 yes mate branding and posted it to me like that heating. you should
1: do a cross stitching session. Take a pause and do cross
2: stitching. Yeah, yeah. You should oh do that as a community yeah. event.
0: Yeah, I do love a good cross stitch. I've you're I've very cross stitchy.
2: I'm a bit of a cross stitch. <laughs> you give me cross stitch vibes. Yeah, I, if I saw you
0: in the street, I'd be like, Yeah, she does. Cross I mean, you do know that I did wheat, I actually made fabric for my degree, like I literally sat on a loom. Of course, and made you weed. did, yeah. So i very much appreciate any gifts that are <laughs> <laughs> Send any listeners who want to yeah. send Boonam a gift anyone that wants to send me a gift but again it's like okay the gift is amazing but it's the time that somebody's yeah. put into doing yeah. that i was like I also know.
1: such a nice creative idea on Beautiful. the topic of the show because yeah. it's like wouldn't ever think to cross stitch one of our brand names she did that and she posted it so nice so what a nice.
0: legend what a legend. big up jen big up what about you Daisy Um,
2: just on that as well I think there's something so nice about receiving a physical letter there's a shop on Broadway Market near where I live called She's Lost Control I'm going to have to remember the name of the cards it's an independent illustrator we'll put them in the show notes just makes the most beautiful cards but i find whenever i go to the market i'll just pop in there and buy three or four cards and then every time i'm going to see someone important i'll write the card because you just don't do that anymore but i now make a point of having them in my flat so i can give someone a nice written because people are always so surprised they're like oh my god i haven't had a letter in ages so yeah And i
1: add to that as well if people don't know mean mail they should check
0: Vicky oh, Simms so exactly. as well really if you
1: want to send a, a slightly more blunt one she did a reel recently like the cards you can send to the guys that are racing to go to space obviously taking piss <laughs> out of like Richard Branson and Elon Musk she was like and her cards are really blunt sayings it was like not bothered boring <laughs> and she did this really great reel and I was like that's a really good way to sell your cards that's hilarious She's an
0: absolute ledge and actually I was reading on her post as well and actually this feed's quite nice into creativity definitely go check out her Instagram I'm not sure what they handle just is just mean mail just mean mail there, there we go but she was sharing like you know how obviously these big brands then have been ripping her off and it just makes me feel sick Mm, it but, happens though, doesn't it? It does small, happen. But it, so it just so makes sad. me just, not saying it's right. Yeah, it's just, I, don't, I don't think it's right. I just wanted to say that go support small businesses. Yeah, stop so ripping okay. off people's ideas.
1: Daisy, what have, what have you laughed, cringed?
2: Oh my God, about? I'm literally obsessed with this guy on Instagram at the moment called Elliot is a cool guy. Yeah, he's like, great. He is, I was about to swear then, but he is very funny. Um, He basically will take like, Graphic designer humour and make funny content out of it. So there's this, like, one example. There's a spinning animation and it looks incredible. He's like, want to learn how to make this? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, every YouTube tutorial of anything creative is like, they're like, so you're going to want to... Go in, uh, do this, you're gonna wanna go and do this. And he just makes a typeface called Gonna Wanna. And the whole time he's just taking the piece it. <laughs> he does out such good stuff. He's just really take dry. Really
1: good, like, client insights about, like, oh, you'd like 700 amends? Sure, I'll do it right
2: now. Like, yeah. he'll, he's, he really hits it it's on there. It's really, like, satirical. And also, yeah. like, in the design community, there's a lot of, like, <laughs> comic sans. And he'll just, like, he'll almost, like, He's almost taking the piss out of his own community as well because a lot of those kind of jokes get recycled, but then he'll comment on his own post like, Lol, I don't remember following this guy. He's just really just... <laughs> basically you as a guy. Yeah, no, literally. I remember he did a
1: post where he's like, My designs are too hot to handle. <laughs> yeah. he's love
2: that. Just... Really refreshingly funny, yeah. dry sarcastic humor because i think as well like creativity and design can feel quite like elitist and it can feel quite like serious so cool and slick and he is just being such a dork and owning it and it's just it's really funny content so i would strongly suggest that you go follow if you're not already
1: i also just love the concept because it's his his branding or his design on a business card and that's all he posts. So generally his designs are just funny, satirical comments on a business card and it's one continuous theme. So I think sometimes we worry so much when we're coming up with ideas that it has to be everything has to be so original and so different. Exactly. And actually having one sort of formulaic approach is actually how he's built up his presence, which is so strong. But
0: yeah, he's a Joker. Support support his work, support his patron. I always get it confused I'm like Patron, Patron. Patreon. Patron. 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 Oh, I got dream? so
1: dry. I had like eight shots of Patron once. And it's I, lethal, it's, isn't it? Well, because well, so, it tastes so
2: nice. I know, it's lush.
1: I had to like call my manager at the time, who was my mate, and be like, I cannot make, I was like, please cover me, like, and we were filming a TV advert. She was like, Steph's at the TV studio. They were like, is she?
0: She was like, she is this morning. Oh, patron
1: is lethal. It really is. Anyway, so are you talking about
0: no, was, patrons? Patron. Patreon. Patreon. How do you So it's basically that um, that website. Oh yes, that you were talking about. Yeah, he's on that. Go support his work. Yeah, he ah. is
2: just a joker. I
0: thought there was more to the story. No, if I'm that's honest. it. That's no, okay.
2: Cool. Cool. <laughs> support small businesses. Support creators. Support us. Big up your friends. Yep. Gas up your loved ones. Just be a nice
0: person. Don't be a mug. Boom, done.
2: Shall we wrap, wrap up? up? Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. We hope you've been inspired and you've got some amazing resources to go and check out. I think the main things to remember is that get... Get... <laughs> check, 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 <laughs> check, 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 check. DJ, check, check, D-J Days. Yeah. DJ
0: Morris. <laughs> Moles, um. DJ Monceau. <laughs> 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 I'll take that yeah you should so what are the
1: important things to remember what are you going to say saying?
2: don't overthink your ideas talk about them collaborate go to events collaborate yeah? yeah that's it and make sure you're following That Feeling
1: When podcast on Instagram and add yourself to the Facebook group That Feeling When for tips resources advice and any upcoming news about the podcast and everything we're up to as always you can add us on LinkedIn I'm Steph Sword Williams
0: I'm Poonam Dufour And I'm Daisy Morris. Bye. Bye. With a special thanks to Sarah Parker, our editor of the podcast, and Sinead Taylor, who's done our branding and graphics.